Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm System You're Awesome, and it's time for episode 5 of Expanding World of Tech. Today, we'll be covering storage in computers and computing devices, so it's time to dust off those cobwebs. Get it? Horrible storage joke. Well, my sense of humor aside, <laughs> just an outline of what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking about what a drive is, the history of storage devices for computers, transfer rates and units of transfer, drive types, speeds, and capacities. But before we hop into all that, it's time for the... Obscure Tech Question of the Week. Alright, so a bit is a single one or a zero in binary. Simple enough. Uh, it's mathematically represented as 2 to the 0th power. Uh, it's called a unibit because any number raised to the 0 power is 1. Uh, and a byte is 8 bits. It's called an octet. It's mathematically represented as 2 cubed since 2 cubed is 8. In between those two, there's another less commonly used unit of measure, I've never really heard of it at all, mathematically represented by 2 squared. What is the, uh, what's the term for this unit? Bonus points if you can name one or one since there are multiple. Alright, to hop in, we'll start with what is a drive? Well, a drive is a piece of hardware that's used to send or receive info from a storage medium. So basically, if it has a magnetic disk inside it, if it has a floppy disk, if it's a tape, if it's solid state storage, those are all different pieces of hardware, like I said, used to send or receive information. Now we'll hop into a not-so-brief history of storage media across the ages. We're going to start way back in the 1940s. In 1947, Freddie Williams and Tom Kilburn invented the first high-speed, completely electronic memory called the Williams-Kilburn tube. It was a cathode ray tube, which can be abbreviated to CRT. So it's like the old, big, boxy TVs or monitors that you might have encountered. In 1949, the Electronics Delay Storage Automatic Calculator, or EDSAC, was invented to use punch tape. Hopping now to the 1950s, in 1950, the magnetic drum was invented. It was a forerunner to the modern hard disk drive that you all have in your computers today. In 1951, the Univac Universo tape drive was built. It's the first tape drive for commercial computers. In 1953, Warwin Core Memory appeared. So it's basically a magnetic core memory which has little core disks, sorry, little metal disks on a grid of wires. And basically, the way the disk was turned would indicate or one or zero, and it was controlled by magnetism. In 1956, Random Access Method of Accounting and Control, or R-A-M-A-C, RAMAC, was first used in Chrysler's inventory and order systems for their vehicles. Then, in 1959, the Bryant Chuck and Grinder Company made magnetic disk drives composed of 39-inch platters. Imagine fitting those in a computer today. This brings us on to the 1960s. In 1961, magnetostrictive delay lines were introduced. There's a bunch of different types of delay line memory. Mercury delay lines, piezoelectric delay lines, and magnetostrictive. The one we're talking about is magnetostrictive. It used metal wires to store data, more or less. In 1962, Card Random Access Memory, or CRAM, was first used. Moving on to the 1980s. In 1980, the uh, Seagate made their ST506 hard disk drive. In 1981, there was the introduction of the 3.5-inch floppy drive. In 1982, CD-ROM was invented. In 1983, of the Bernoulli box. 1984, flash memory. And 1987, the Connor CP340A hard disk drive. Now, moving on to the 1990s, stuff will start getting a little bit more familiar from here. In 1990, IBM created the 9345 hard disk drive. Also in 1990, WD brought their first integrated drive electronics to market. Integrated drive electronics can be abbreviated to IDE. We'll talk about IDE drives a little bit later on. In 1992, the prototype SSD was created. 
1994, Compact Flash was introduced. In 1995, the Digital Video Disc was created, also abbreviated the DVD. In 1997, the Compact Disc Rewritable, or CDRW, was made. And in 1999, the IBM Microdrive was introduced. Moving on to the 2000s. In 2000, the USB flash drives made their appearance. 2003, Blu-ray optical discs also came about. And in 2007, Hitachi Global Storage Technologies made the first one terabyte hard drive. Skipping to 2014, Opera launched their first M.2 SSD. So that's basically a, I guess that is more or less a quick overview of the 1940s to the, to the 2010s in terms of a history of drives. Now to talk about the bits and the bytes. The difference between a bit and a byte is that a bit is a one or a zero, like I said earlier, but a byte is a group of ones or zeros. There are eight bits in a byte, which is why a byte is also called an octet. Now, how are you going to see this written down? Well, if you see a capital B in reference to storage speed or capacity, a capital B represents bytes, but a lowercase b is for bits. Simple enough, right? Well, it gets a little bit complicated when you get into talking about uh, the units of transfer and transfer rates. If you look at the SI system, you have just, let's just speak in terms of meters. You have centimeters, millimeters, kilometers, and they all can be thought of as exponents of 10. So a kilometer is 10 cubed, so it would be 1,000 meters. Well, it gets a little bit more complicated when you talk about storage space. You might think, oh, if you have 1,000 bytes, that's a kilobyte. Technically speaking, computers don't think in increments of 10 or exponents of 10. They think in exponents of 2. The closest exponent of 2 to 1,000 would be 1,024. Well, the average consumer doesn't think like that. So there's two different kinds of notation the decimal notation and the binary notation. So obviously you have your decimal notation starts with kilo, mega, giga, tera, peta, exa, zeta, and yada. Kilo is a thousand, mega would be a thousand squared, giga is a thousand cubes, and all the way up to yada, which is 1000 to the eighth power. Let's just say you have 10 terabyte drives, right? So that's pretty good storage capacity, right? And you want to have one yada byte of storage in total. You would need 10 billion drives, 10 billion drives at 10 terabytes each to make one yottabyte. I don't, I can't think of anything that can use a yottabyte of storage. I heard that every word ever spoken across the planet would fill a couple exabytes, and that's still two steps from yottabytes. That just gives you an idea of how large a yottabyte is. Now let's flip to binary. It's not that different. They're all uh, 1024, and then it goes up to 1024 to the eighth power. But, sounds a little bit different, you've got Kibby, Mebby, Gibby, Tebby, Pebby, Xby, Zebby, and Yabby. So this gets kind of crazy, so let's just take decimal and convert it to binary, right? Let's just say you have one petabyte, so that's 10 to the fifth power. If you have it like exactly in binary notation, so 20, uh, 1024 to the fifth power, it would be a pebbybyte. If you have 1000, so it'd be a kilobyte. Into binary, 1024 is a kibibyte. And you can do the same sort of thing with gigabyte to gibibyte. And it's just a little, it's a little different if you read that it has a terabyte. You can just basically assume terabyte, tebibyte. You know, to the consumer, it's not much of a difference. But the further you get into technology, you're going to have to understand that there is a big difference. Especially when it comes to something that I uh, keyed on earlier, the difference between bits and bytes. Your internet speed. Uh, your up-down, transfer speeds. Companies will try to get you by labeling something as gigabit instead of gigabyte. 
So if I buy gigabit internet and I try to download a one gigabyte file, how long should it take? You'd think a second, right? Because it's one gigabit per second and it's one gigabyte. Well, you have to think about it. Oh, it's not gigabyte internet, it's gigabit. It'll take eight seconds because it can only transfer an eighth of a byte every second. All right, now that we got all of that mumbo jumbo out of the way, we got the history taken care of, we got the bits and bytes and transfer units and transfer rates from large to small all taken care of. Now it's time to get down to the meat and potatoes. We've had our appetizers. Now it's time for the real meal. What drives physically are how you know the, what their speeds are, what their capacities are, and we're going to do this from uh, from oldest and slowest to newest and fastest. We're going to start at the top with magnetic tapes. Magnetic tapes are used for archival storage because they have pretty large capacities and they're non-volatile, so they don't really change. So they're good for storing things for a long period of time, but they're really, really slow. The capacity of magnetic tapes is about 15 terabytes on the, on the high end. They can transfer data upwards of 300 megabytes per second, but upwards of 750 megabytes per second for compressed data. You see that's going to be a difference. Basically, compressed data will transfer faster than non-compressed data. And we're not going to go over the compressors and non-compressed. We're just speaking on that for magnetic tapes because they're usually used for archival data. Next on the list are floppy drives. Floppy drives can transfer data at a speed of about 122 kilobytes per second. And the capacity of these floppy drives is usually between 800 kilobytes and 2.8 megabytes. Jumping up to CDs, they can transfer at about a rate of 150 kilobytes per second. So not that much faster than a floppy drive, but they can store up to 700 megabytes quite a lot more than those floppy drives we talked about a minute ago. Now, a type of drive that you might not be familiar with is the IDE drive that I mentioned before. It can transfer between 2.1 and 8.3 megabytes per second. It has a max capacity of around 138 gigabytes. Next up, we have HDDs, or hard disk drives, with a max speed of around 200 megabytes per second and capacity upwards of 16 terabytes. That's what you're going to find nowadays. It's still pretty expensive to get anything up there. Uh, like the 10 terabyte drives that I uh, used in my example earlier, those would still be pretty expensive as well. And finally, we're talking about the kings of speed, SSDs or solid state drives. There's three different kinds of them. We're going to cover all of them here. You got the two and a half inch SATA SSDs, the M.2 SSDs, and the PCI Express SSDs. The 2.5-inch SATA SSDs use the SATA interface, which is the same interface that uh, hard disk drives use. So your speed, uh, if you remember the speed of the hard drives, was around 200 megabytes per second. SATA SSDs can move data upwards of 560 megabytes per second, so about two and a half times. It's pretty, pretty impressive. The capacity of up to, again, 16 terabytes, so it's specifically 15.36 terabytes, but rounding, you know, 16 terabytes. Flipping over to talk about M.2 and PCIe SSDs. Now the difference between these and the SATA SSDs are the interface that they use to connect and transfer data. M.2 and PCIe uh, generally use PCI Express lanes, which are way faster. We talked about that in our graphics card episode. However, some M.2 SSDs use SATA lanes, so just make sure you have the right one when you're buying it if you want to specifically get that increase in performance. It's not going to be that noticeable, but it's just going to be there. It's going to be something just sitting in the background. Now, M.2 SSDs are way faster than 2.5-inch SATA SSDs. Their transfer speeds are up to 2,300 megabytes per second, and the capacities are up to 2 terabytes, so a lot smaller than 2.5-inch SATA drives, but they're a lot faster. It's, it's, it's a give and take on one side or the other. 
Now, the PCI Express SSDs plug right into a PCIe slot, and while their max capacities are at 2 terabytes as well, the speed is a little bit faster. Uh, it's up to 2,800 megabytes per second. Now, a big disclaimer here. Uh, so I, I didn't want to throw too much data at you for each kind of drive. That's more or less the median of the drive speeds, or maybe the upper limit, because reading and writing, it just gets into so much like ins and outs per second, IOPS. It's It gets so, so incredibly technical, and I'll be kind of beyond the scope of this podcast. Now, the answer for the obscure tech question in this episode, the less commonly used unit of measure mathematically represented by 2 squared is called a nibble. The other possible answers for this are a half octet or a tetrade. Well, that just about wraps it up for this episode of Expanding World of Tech. I appreciate you sticking with me on the journey across space and time. I hope you stored the info in a place where you can easily grab it if you need it in the future. If you need to reach me in the future, you can reach me at at a die for die on Twitter. My Discord should be in the description of this podcast. And my Twitch is twitch.tv slash system, S-Y-Z-T-E-M. Thanks again for sticking around for this episode of Expanding World of Tech, and I will catch you guys the next episode.